0: Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Today's podcast is going to be very helpful and you will have some training assignment to do at the end. I promise you, I promise you, even as I was saying it, I'm like, oh, this is good. I actually found some stuff like the Lord brought to mind for me. Wow. Like I, there are some places that were surprising that uh, are my defenses or my, should say my Faith is low, and God, I need more God there. But we're going to be talking about how to get your needs met, getting your needs met without gaining weight. And you know, whenever we use the word weight around here, it means dragging down, holding on to too much, becoming so overly responsible because the gospel is easy and light. It's not heavy, but we make it heavy. So today we're going to use some practical psychology by a man named Abraham Maslow if you've heard of him he has Maslow's hierarchy of needs we're gonna talk about needs and these are true needs they're pretty amazing if we you I think you're gonna find this really insightful because it, you'll if you look around this is how the world operates this is how we progress and mature and, and grow in these moving towards uh, needs in our life or graduating into the next phase of what we want to apply ourselves for and towards to get more needs met and of course, of course, I give you the hope of the gospel. We're going to flip it on its head. And, and honestly, I know, let me just tell you, the answer to everything here is Jesus. <laughs> Surprising. But it does require some um, different ways we can get there. Because I understand not everyone, one way in, of getting towards Jesus will not work toward for everyone. So today, this path might really tip the scales for you to go ah, I, I i see where i'm falling off on my falling off on my faith walks so I we're going to talk about these maslow's needs we're going to talk about how they move uh, and progress and then how jesus comes and interrupts them doesn't disqualify our needs but says allow me to approach this differently for you i shall only show you a different way let me show you a little way the narrow way amen so go ahead and enjoy this. It's going to be a, um, a good time. Get a pen and paper out. And um, thank you again for reviewing these podcasts. You guys are leaving amazing reviews. So cool on how you're sharing it. And also don't forget our instructor training is coming up. I've, I'm sorry. i got to keep ringing the bell. It's just too important to me. I want to be with you flesh and flesh and face to face um, through our instructor training program. So be sure to go to the website at revelationwalness.org. Click on Become an Instructor, download a packet. It's it's the most, I honestly have to say, it is the most comprehensive, holistic, thorough fitness program out there, I promise you. And yes, I go deep with you because I know no other way. Well, thanks for listening, friends. So appreciate you. And I will be talking to you again soon. Peace. Jill happy Friday as I was saying and we have been in a 30-day challenge called the little way if you're here and you want to share this podcast or podcast I actually am making it a podcast too if you want to share this share it now this is my this is my finger for share somewhere on this screen it says share we're gonna talk about needs so if you know someone that just really feels frustrated like why am I having a hard time getting what I need or slash what I want Uh, they feel stuck they feel like they're chasing their tail share share right now and it might find in someone's feed a, a helpful thing to do this weekend because it's really life is not as hard as we make it amen we really put everything on ourselves and then we that's i'm telling you that's why we gain weight Because we put everything on ourselves, We put all the responsibility on us. We feel responsible for, I have to do this, I should do this. And you have a media-driven society culture that is pushing information at you of what you should be, what you should do, what you should buy, and all these things. And so it's just wait, 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 wait. So that's why I've titled this this Facebook Live uh, Getting Your Needs Met Without Gaining Weight. Getting your needs met without feeling now I have more things that I have to be responsible for. Because that's one reason why people don't uh, feel successful in their weight loss endeavors or in their, their, I should say, their life improvements because they fear actually getting it. Because once they get it, what about the work to maintain it? We always kind of go, well, at least I know how to do that back there. So when we start making progress, we're like, I don't even think... I could, I can sustain this, so we go back into old places. Amen. Um, that's what I want to help you avoid. And I promise you, today we're going to talk brass tacks, brass tacks about ways that you can address and look at the needs you have. But then we're going to put them. We're going to put on, put on our gospel goggles and our helmets of salvation and our breastplates of righteousness and our belts of truth. We're going to get dressed appropriately. Not wearing our clothes inside out or too loose or too, too tight. We need to wear the appropriate garb for the battle that we are born to fight. And when there is a battle. First thing, let me just say, you weren't born for fair. You were born for the fight. If we all fight for fair, <laughs> we'll fight for the rest of our lives. I'm going to talk about that a little bit today. So if you're not in the Little Way Challenge, we've been doing faith, food, and fitness. We've been doing holistic living for now we're on what? Day Uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, day 19. No, are we even there yet? No, give me a second. Day, where are we? (laughs) 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. We're on day 12. Sorry, I just jumped a whole week. We're going to get there next week. And if you're not in the Little Way Challenge, hang out, watch. I promise you, you're going to learn something. You just don't have the menu plans and the workouts that we're doing. You can go to the website at revelationwellness.org and uh, sign up for our seven days of free training. You'll, you'll get a, some of what we're doing for seven days. And then just follow us. Make sure you subscribe to this page and notifications. And then you'll get these uh, Facebook lives as well as we turn most of these Facebook lives into podcasts, which the podcasts have been very busy these days because I'm spewing out all kinds of information right now. And I hope it never comes as information, as information that then I want to Spin it into this inspiration of this is in you. The fact that you're interested in the knowledge and that you want the information is good. But why don't we see any change? Because we're just carrying information around. We're not actually activating on it. And that's where we, 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 we motivate. We move into faith. Doing things that we don't necessarily feel that we have the ability to do. That takes faith. And I promise you, I'm going to pray for everyone at the end. So stay for this whole thing. I really believe, I do want to say, and I know someone and some people are going to get physically touched and healed today. I believe it. But this is just who the God that I love is. He's a God who will not hold back. Uh, we, Like I said, we have so much information and resources that we have lost this encountering God. A God that is, says, hey, you have a problem? Come to me. I can... Do that. Well, are we not? We like we'd like to see a God. I feel, especially today, back on the earth, that has power, authority, dominion, and rule, and that He is kind and courageous. He's He's not wimpy. He's not. uh, He and also isn't some tyrant that we just we tend to put him in a box. But He is love. But His love is firm, and His love calls us higher. It takes back our design. It tells us who we are. It shifts and molds our heart. We often take God's heart and and mold it into what we want him to be. And that, friends, just leads to disappointment (laughs) because it's not how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to let him take our heart and form it. So go to the website and get seven days of training there. Also, I want to say before I jump in and get going, instructor training is starting. Who's in instructor training? If you are enrolled in platoon 17 or I'm sorry 17's already going yes, if you're in 17 or 18, put it in the put it in the feed. I want to see I want to know. I'm going to take a little bit of time to see who that is. While you're doing that, I'll get my notes ready. Anyone in platoon 17 or 18 here? We have over 500 instructors right now um, and growing and that's because what I'm doing, there are people, that want to do this in community with other people Uh, as much as I love technology and that we get to do this praying for the fall huh Julie Um, there's nothing that will ever ever take the place of human flesh and bone but I will say I think we're getting more afraid of it are we not like we're starting to isolate ourselves. hoping for 18 Laura good Casey you know, we're starting to kind of, we, we're uncomfortable. So that's why we have to push in. It is easier for me to sit behind a computer, watch exercise videos, <laughs> have the best intentions because I have no accountability, nobody kind of waiting on me. That's really comfortable. We're living behind closed doors more and more and more. And the gospel draws us out. The gospel says, come on out. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to come awake. It's going to feel a little vulnerable. I'm going to talk about that today, but it's going to be worth it. We can never give up. We can't forsake meeting together like that. So as much as I love technology, I'll give anything to be with you person to person, which is why we do the training. Also, coming soon is Rev on the Road. We're going to get back on the road and come to cities, come to you, bring events to you, two days of like a little gospel explosion of wellness. So keep your eyes open for that. I will announce that. It's coming very, very, very soon. We were just working on it today. So, all right, let's get going. Yes. Praying for finances. Okay. Okay. Here we go. We are talking today about getting your needs met without gaining weight. There is something. Well, first of all, one of the, one of the things we've been talking about this week is just a basic need. We're talking about a basic need that you want. You see you implementing a basic need that we want to see you to, or I would want, would encourage you. It's so simple. It's so easy. And it's water. We we're talking about we need more water. If you're, if dehydration will will stunt your ability to feel well, brain fog, lethargy. I'm tired. Lethargy. I'm tired. Um, I <clears throat> I'm hungry or I overeat because I'm actually confusing my hunger with thirst. To not and it's so simple. It's so simple, but we don't like it because it's no fun. <laughs> Drinking water is not fun. There's nothing fun about it. Unless you're really, really thirsty. You ever have those times that you're like, nothing else will do. I got to have water. I I hope you do. Because that's really what your body, at some point your body just goes, no, no coffee, no soda, no tea, no kombucha. I need water. It's a really good sign to listen to. It's a very basic need. So there is something in the sociology world and the psychology world and maybe you've heard of it, and it is called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Have you heard of it before? Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Maybe some of you studied it in somewhere, and I remember studying this in in, uh, sociology in uh, college. Took a little fun little sociology class. So Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, and it basically has this pyramid shape. I'm sorry, I was gonna print this out, but my printer wasn't working, so I had to take the Sharpie method But this is what it looks like, the good old hierarchy of needs. It's how we kind of move ladders, ladders, ladders. Don't we kind of see life that way too as ladders? Like, I'll go from here and I want to keep moving to the next place. Why we play video games or why we like to play in sports because we want to keep moving up the ladder towards the championship. We're not, for a minute, we're not very happy people to just stay in one place. we It's built in us. And that's not a bad thing. It's a thumbprint of God. God is a God of movement. He's a God of progression. He's a God of graduation. He's a God of maturity. So that is part of why it's in you to keep wanting to grow and, and grow up. That's great. Perfect. But there are needs. These are your needs will actually motivate you towards the desires of your life. Based on very simple needs and then growing, you'll make your life according to these needs. All right. And and I also want to say there's nothing your needs are awesome. Needs are great. It's not wrong to have needs. So if someone told you you're so needy, you're so and they tried to shame you for having needs we're just name of Jesus right now like just you are not a problem you're not a problem you have needs we all have them and God wires them in them in us to seek us out so that we would connect back to the actual source but Maslow that I'm going to share with you he's just a sociologist he's not um he's not faith based in any way but that's he's truth is truth in the world like Gravity is true. There are laws that are very true and we can learn from those laws because those aren't going to change. But Jesus comes to kind of flip the laws on their head and go, hey, the, the laws are not um, abolished. They're complete. So whatever law, I fulfill gravity. I fulfill Newton's first law, second law, third, whatever law we've established, because that's what we do. That's what we do when we have needs. He says, I-, I'll, I fulfill it. I'll go from, you can only go from A to D. I'll go from D to Z because the law will only get you so far. But I fulfill the law. So whatever need you have and laws you've established for that, I'll go even further. So Maslow is just coming up with a, a, something I think we'll all agree. So the first need we're talking about is a basic need. All of us have basic needs. What are the basic needs? Well, food, water, air. Those are the very three basics. You got to give me three things. I need food. I need water. I need air, and then shelter and warmth, of course, like or clothing. So shelter, clothing that that helps me from the elements. So you got to really think here, very primitive. Think third world country. Think. See, we we have a wonderful country, and God bless America and all its tension today. Like we just, I just calm like. Okay, it's going to be all right. And we don't all have to be happy about anything, but we can believe, believe, believe God is on the throne. Amen? Okay, that's my political detour. And now I'll get back off that detour because I just want to get in line with hope and faith and love and that we play a part in it. So these basic needs of air, water, food, clothing, and shelter... Basic need. We in America have established a fantastic, fantastic resources for that. We still haven't figured it out. It's better than if you went to Africa, which I've been several times. Any third world country, you'll be like, wow, we are blessed. We have, there are resources for basic needs to get met. Um, it, it's just amazing. And you don't know it till it's gone, but we have them. Uh, you have to think also kind of in a sense of anyone that's caught in the system. Our systems are set up to help meet your basic needs. It's beautiful. It's compassion. It's the heart of Jesus. Let me meet your basic needs. Food stamps, uh, homeless shelters, um, uh, places that help you get your social security guards and get your things that you need, basic needs so that you can function in life. But food, shelter, water, clothing, Think of that at the very baseline. If you think of the homeless, if you think of the marginalized, or you think of the third world countries, that's where we just don't see a whole lot of it or we kind of turn our eyes away from it because we're not comfortable with it and we don't know really what to do with it. It feels bigger than us. But do something. Let me just say, do something. Say hello. Smile. Let them know they're human. I feel like that's most important. I could do a whole other podcast on that. Basic needs. All right. So water, right, i can established that, is part of it. Did you know water, you can only um, last about three days in harsh elements. So if you're in severe cold or severe hot, you will only last about three days, and you will only go, It's um, as well, I'm sorry, three hours in harsh elements, three days without water, three days without water, and you can go three weeks and even longer without food. So it's water next to, I, I need to keep my, my core temperature down, not panic. You know, if you're in extreme elements and exposed, sun, water, heat, uh, that three, after about three hours, but then three days, water. So that's, that's a big deal right there. Expe- explain that. Basic needs are met. Those basic needs, keep them in mind. Second, we go to safety. The next one, after those basic needs are met, so if my basic needs get met there, I will have a natural inclination inside of me to move to the next level. I will level up to now I need safety. I don't just need my basic needs met, I need safety. And what what do we think of when we think of safety, right? You can think of things like your personal security, your soul, your financial security that you have health, it's just all the security, 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 all the security. This is where laws are put into play. This is where we, we, we got these basic needs, so then we establish laws to keep those things safe, to kind of secure that, hey, if you don't have food, We've created this welfare system to help you so that we secure you're gonna get food. There's a law that says you can have it. You have to meet these certain qualifications, and now you have it. Isn't that cool? I mean it's really cool. And it backfires in some way, but laws kind of take it up. So we go, I'm gonna I, I want you to see the grace of God in all this. So laws or safety get established, and laws are there for our safety. That's why we have. You have to pass a driver's test. Do you know how to drive? Because there are laws involved. Because I want to know my I'm safe when I get on the road with other drivers. There has to be an enforcement for my personal safety, my financial safety. That's why we have the um, the financial securities. The you know the people that keep an eye on banks and Wall Street. They help to make sure. Hey, is everyone playing okay? So that no no Ponzi scheme happens and all these people lose financial security. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Go to a third world country. They don't have any of this. They're just down at these basics. Primarily most of their people. Okay so think that safety. The next one up after you've established I got my basic needs met and now I have a law that kind of that protects my basic needs. Some safety. Boom. Now I move into esteem. I'm sorry belonging. Belonging. This to me is like the crux. This is when you're moving out of the shadows into the real... Okay, if I move out of the shadows of my safety, my basic needs, that means I'm going to be exposed. I'm taking a risk because you're made for belonging. Everybody wants to know that they have can have friendship. That they are a friend. That someone chooses them as a friend. Remember kickball, everyone being chosen for a team? You'd wait like, am I going to be chosen? Nobody, nobody sat there and was like, I don't care if I'm not chosen. If you said that, you know, you're just, you're, you're already setting up a defense because you were afraid of not being chosen. Amen. That's in you. You want to be chosen. You want to know that I can have friendship, that I can have intimacy, that I can know someone and they can know me wired by God for that. Totally wired by God for belonging. But again it takes a risk to come out of those safety places. The places the places of safety are I've got rights. <laughs> I've got rights. And then we try to take those rights and bring in belonging. And here's where I believe belonging is where the church, I mean the church is involved in all of this. The people of faith should be involved in providing basic needs for people and in making sure people have safety, that they feel safe, that they that laws are are in place for their human dignity, totally the church should be involved with that. But belonging is the place where we as the people of God, that when people come near us, they should feel like, I don't know what's up with that girl, but when I'm around her, I feel like I matter. I feel like she's paying attention to me. Uh, I feel like she, I mean, she took her, she, she wanted to know how my day was. She's calling, she's concerned. She's got, I, she's, this person thinks about me. That's a that's a place that the church belonging is most like we are the most brave people that we should be the most courageous belonging. Yes, there's belonging. You belong here. God loves you. God loves you. And I always say this, he's going to change everything. He's going to wreck everything because he's going to undo this orphan mentality, because we all come into belonging a very afraid. Are you going to love me? Is it going to be okay? Am I going to be okay here? I've got this sordid history and past. Am I going to be okay here? And so we come in and it's like, yes, come on in, but we're all getting worked over and changed so that we're our, our, who we are and what we do lines up with who God initially always said we are. He gave us our safety and our basic needs because that's the good and gracious God he is. He doesn't care if we acknowledge him or not. That's called common grace. He's just going to do that because he has no favorites in that way. That is it. But when we come into belonging, we go, God, I want to belong to people. And this is why belonging, I was talking to my husband about this, who's a police officer. This is why gangs happen, everybody. Think about it. Basic needs, I have rights. Basic needs, I have rights. Right? My husband works in a very volatile town, a part of the town, and they have rights. He can't just barge into someone's house. He can't, he can't pull over a car without, um, without due, due suspicion. I mean, he can't, like, they all have rights, and they have basic needs to be met. But in that, the next level up of belonging is if we don't know right from wrong, or if we're not willing to take a risk on love... We will huddle up into dark places, is what gangs do, or drug lords, or uh, prostitution, or the um, all the sex trading industry. It takes those says, "Oh, you looking for a place to belong and to have your security and your uh, basic needs met? Come on over here. Come on." Now I'm preaching. Instead, we should be like, "Hey." Where are these places that I can be safe and be loved and be encouraged and drawn out and that I'm permission to grow up, permission to kind of be a mess, but I'm going to work it out? That is the place of the church. There should be no better place of, hey, you belong, you belong, and (laughs) you don't plan on staying the way you are. I mean that, man, I need a million hearts. That is, I'm just going to say that's probably the crux of who we are as a ministry, because I think there's a lot going on now, especially in the faith body, that we're starting to go, well, let's every, let's all belong and not worry about how we might be transformed. Because transforming is really uncomfortable and it might cost me a lot of death. And people might think it's too much. Like, <laughs> be a thanks for the hearts. So it's like come as you are but don't plan on staying that way because when you encounter the love of God that says, I love you, I've always loved you, I want you, come on in. There's a seat at the table for this banquet table of my kids and they're all a mess and they're all being healed and they're all kind of scraggly and bumpy and and, and a little junkyard doggy but they're all working it out. And can you all play nice together while you're being conformed into the Christ-likeness? And if you do that, you'll continue to not only belong but grow in abiding strength you will become a unified diversified front like you just and you don't do it in power and tyranny you do it because that's what love has done to us love has made us whole love the lord with all your heart soul mind strength body everything everything he gets everything everything you can't give him your heart and keep your body to yourself you can't give him your heart and keep what you do with your body to yourself you cannot keep give him your heart and keep your thoughts your critical thinking to yourself all of it in that belonging place that's the crux will we go the distance in that (sighs) who doesn't want to belong this is what um Brene Brown does a whole Um, Being wholehearted, living on belonging. This is the one thing that all people want to know is, can I be me? Am I, can I be myself here? Can I belong here? And that to that, I say, yes, you can absolutely. And we're all going to be changed and transformed. So as we like a butterfly grow and stretch and it's ugly and messy, hang on, hang on because God's love is changing the affections of my heart. Thanks for the hearts. That's so fun. Okay, so there we are with belonging. Yes, 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 yes. Everyone belongs. don't care what your back, I don't care how stinky, smelly, don't care. You belong. Get on in here. Meet the love of God. Fall in love with him. But I think that's the big deal. We, we just end up throwing scripture at people and putting in Bible study and they're not really encountering the love of God. They're not, they're not, you know people aren't telling them who they are and calling out the gold and saying keep running I'm not leaving you but keep running keep going I could do a whole thing on belonging but I need to keep moving up the ladder we go of Maslow's hierarchy needs we move into esteem so once you have your basic needs the safety and those laws enforce the basic needs and then you take a risk into belonging into kind of going outside yourself friendships right good or bad gangs or personal development, friendships, good running with good crowds, right? You remember that? Your parents said that? Then it's esteem. From belonging, you're wanting to know that you are, let's see, I wrote some down, being loved. Being loved, not, see, here's the thing. Esteem is kind of, in the world we go, esteem is, I want to be loved for what I do. What I do, um, do I bring value and worth? Am I adding something to this? This community or this endeavor because then people will look to me and go, man, you're doing a great job. That's value. Esteem. Esteem has everything to do with identity. Belonging. Then in through belonging, you can find your identity. Esteem. That I have value and worth. The difference is, the problem is the world puts value and worth based on what you do. Never on who you are. Not so much on who you are. And the gospel refuses for you to put it on who what you do. Because you won't be able to always do that or things could change. The call changes. You'll let people down. People will let you down. And what you do, like all that. If we base our esteem on our value and our worth, our self-esteem on anywhere else... Where it could be stolen by a person, someone else carries it for us, someone else defines it. For years I did fitness competitions, I actually stood on stage and said to people, please tell me my self-esteem, please give me my esteem this, this, this season. Am I going to be first place, second place, am I not even going to place? like, you've got to be dead to say that doesn't affect your esteem, it absolutely affects your esteem. It absolutely does. And so we, we, we that's in us, right? Because God's calling us out. Come into belonging and now come into knowing your value and your worth. You have purpose and it matters. Who you are matters to me. And then from knowing who you are, yes, you're going to have a do. Yes, you're going to have a purpose. Yes, it will add value in, or, and value and goodness to the earth. But it's never where your esteem comes from. It's not the thing that turns the esteem machine. From esteem, we go up higher to, this is where it gets kind of, self-actualization is what Maslow calls it. Self-actualization, which means to live to your fullest expression of you. So to not hold back, you're fully, this is what I would say, wholehearted living. Like you fully know who you are and what you're doing and that's what you do. Do you see how like the whole business world sets up personal development to kind of get you there? Like just keep developing, keep developing, keep developing to get to your your fully functioning in all cylinders and you are a, a, a major contributor to a successful society. You don't hold back anything. Yeah, awesome. I would say the Lord goes, yes, don't hold back. Go all the way, stretch wide your tent poles. Let your cords down long. Go big, go all the way, spend yourself. Leave nothing left over because in this world, you'll take nothing with you. So spend it all while you're here. Go hard. Self-actualization. And then that used to be the top five of Maslow's chart, uh, but then he added one more later on, which I think is kind of interesting. He called it self-transcendence, which is to live beyond yourself, to live, which means you live for more than just yourself. Amen. Okay, so here we go, Maslow maslow in your chart we're gonna flip you <laughs> everything that's exactly what happens this the, the entryway into the kingdom is what the world says you know climb 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 and get up here well then jesus comes and goes hey guess what you can come right here and where it's saying to live beyond yourself because here's the thing can we all agree with maslow's chart what's the common denominator anyone i'll wait Basic, need, your basic needs, your safety, your belonging, your self-esteem, and your self-actualization or living. What's the common denominator in all of this? I'm waiting. I really believe you can answer, someone's gonna know this, somebody, pull over. First person to answer this, I will send you love greater than fear bracelets if you inbox me and I'll tell you your name. Come on, what do all of these have in common? Kelly, Kelly got it, self, self. Oh, Arabella, little little late on the thumb. A little late, David, but then Tabitha. I don't know if it's David or Tabitha, but a little late. Okay, Kelly, you got it. It's all self. My needs, my security, my rights in those needs. I, Me, I need to belong. I need me. Who am I? Me. Um, and I got to live the fullest me. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I'll live for others. <laughs> Where Jesus goes, hey, let's start there. How about you stop navel gazing? Living for you, live for me, live for me, me, me. I'm the point of your life. I'm the point to all this. Tech Facebook's here because I really love people connecting with each other. He's a he's a creator of good things. His creation is good. Has does it have an ability to get twisted and used? off mark totally totally but it's good so he says i've created it it's all mine why don't you start with me start with me Jesus says in Matthew 6, so read Matthew 6, verses 25 to 33. I'm just going to paraphrase. He talks, he's giving his sermon on the mount, and he's ushering in a new way. And he's basically saying, stop being anxious about what you will eat and what you drink. He starts at the basic needs. Don't worry about those things. And in an ancient time, that was really kind of crazy for someone to say. Like, are you kidding? We have to eat. We have to drink. I mean, we got cow. Like, what are we going to do? We don't have a whole lot of safety. He says, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. None of that. Don't be anxious about any of those basics. Seek me, come to me, and I'll meet all of them. I hear stories all the time, all the time, all the time, that people of faith lose a job, something happens, and it's just time to live on faith. And they say they just turn to God. They have never missed a bill. They never missed anything. And I know there's some of you that have those stories, and perhaps you could say that, like how God has met your needs. He, he's, you're not going to, as long as you keep faithful, God, I'll do my very best with what you give me. And you don't rebel in your scarcity or rebel in your fear of your basic needs, not getting met. God will continue to meet them. That's who he is. So we can look at all these things, friends. Yeah. Cool. Nikita, we go, let's not focus so much on ourselves, and let's love God. Because if we love God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, then we can love others as ourselves. So it really goes. This is talk about the hierarchy of love: God, yourself, others. Doesn't that sound weird? Almost sounds her- like a heretic. But it's true. God, it's you and God first. You and God. That's why don't make people your God. Don't list. Don't make Elisa Keaton your Bible study person. Like you study the Bible. I'm pointing you to go after it. You and God. First, get that centered, then you get that horizontal of loving others, loving food, loving drink, loving creation, loving all these things righteously. Seek first me, let's just work us out, just have faith in me, believe, then all these other things I will give to you. He kind of like, he obliterates Maslow's hierarchy of needs and says, hey, just come to me, just come to me. Stop ascending ladders and descending ladders and ascending ladders and coming down. Just seek me. Just spend yourself on me. And, and, and so that's the, the next question. This is kind of a little bit of a journal question for you. Um, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up. I would love you, maybe you just do this while you're driving. I'm going to ask you five questions, maybe six. Uh, and I don't often do rating systems because I don't really like them. But sometimes we need to drop a pin so that you know where to start. Okay, so hi, Marianne, you're welcome. On a scale of one to 10, I want you to rate where you are. So on a scale of one to 10, let me see. I don't want to get this wrong because I <clears throat> rate your faith for this. Rate your faith for the and on a scale of one to 10. I believe that God will provide my basic needs. God will provide. On a scale of one to 10, how much does that feel real to you? Just giving you a second. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, I believe that he will provide my safety, protection. The first one is provision, that God is a provider. How much do I believe that on a scale of one to 10? He'll provide for my basic needs, that God's a provider. Doesn't mean you're going to get the million dollar lotto. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about he's going to provide. You ain't going to be, you aren't going to be on the on the street corner. He's going to get you through. Okay. Wow. Good job. You guys are rating. Well done. Okay. He will provide for my, provide for my basics. He will provide my protection. Where are you there? you all a 10 there. Wow. Okay. I'm going to take you up on these 10s because if you're a 10, then you, my goodness, my goodness, goodness you you ought to be just bold like going out there and laying yourself out to people and taking big risks because if you you're not you don't worry about in, in infringing on someone else's law then you might tell them more freely about jesus you would feel like i, I feel pretty safe like i i feel free inside my my walk with the lord that's a, a good thing okay Wow, get after it, 10s. Tell me how you're doing it. Because I would say that he will provide for my safety. I don't think I will fully believe that because the gospel tells me I'm going to be persecuted. So that scares me a little bit. But then yet I know I'm supposed to press into those places because that's where God's strength will be greater. So I do that. I'm, I'm not like a natural. Some places I am, but some places not so much. I'm still working it out. So I would give myself probably an 8, not a 10 for in terms of that God is, um, will provide, um, my protection. Yeah. And I've got history there where I feel like he didn't protect me. So there's stuff for him to work out for me. Okay. Next one, uh, scale of one to 10 that he gives me a place that I belong, that I have belonging on a scale of one to 10. I know that I belong. Oh yeah, Nikita, that was for. You. What do you guys got on Facebook? Yeah, sorry, this connection is just crazy. Uh, what do you got? We're almost done too. Belonging rated scale of one to ten, a three. Arabella, mm, good. Jo- okay, amen. Keep in mind your numbers that you're saying. Keep in mind your numbers. Okay, good job. Okay. Um. I believe in my, who he tells me I am in my identity. I know who I am, my identity, scale of one to 10. I'm convinced of my identity. I, that's high for me. Like that's crazy high. Like I might be (laughs) crazy high in terms of that. Probably my identity is what makes me the most, like that's why I'm here. That's why I do it. I'm not, that makes me less fearless, but I'm still afraid probably of what, persecution from other people that's still in me yeah but okay so we said esteem that your identity who you are okay good 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 so you got to go oh so even lower than this just know where you are and then the last question um that he will help me to excel that he will take me beyond i believe that god has my fullness of life that I will have fullness, that I live beyond myself. I live the John ten ten life. That I'm going to live. How much do you believe for the John ten ten life overflowing and abundant? I believe pretty high on that one too. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty high on that. Like I, I think I feel like I'm I truly am living it. That's why I wonder why am I why do I think he's not gonna protect me? Why do I not why do I not think that? Well, well. Do you have time? Let me tell you about my childhood. Do you have time? <laughs> okay. And then you couldn't ask this question of um, how much do I, on a scale of one to ten, how free am I available freely available to others? Like how much am I willing to lend myself out to others on a scale of one to ten? How much do I love others? Yeah, I'm I'm high there. I feel pretty high there. Like I know, well, I probably do that probably do it more than this like safety thing really trusting that okay good there you go now all you need to do seek first the kingdom figure out which one was the lowest for you which what which one of those needs was that God will provide my basic needs um that God will protect me that he'll protect my safety that he is my safety um that that's so I would say that's i I'm going to get with the Lord on that one. That one felt kind of low to me. Like, oh, he's doing something there. Um, My identity, or I'm sorry, my belonging, that I belong, that I have identity, and that I have this availability of a full life beyond myself. Whichever one was your lowest, start there. Go press into him in a need. I need to know, God, I need to know more. That you will provide in this way, or that I need to know who I am. Tell me who I am. That's really good, right? I like that. I'll leave it to me to always give you stuff to be thinking about and taking before the Lord. All right, before we leave, I would love to, if you have any questions, you can write them down. Belonging was the lowest, Joni. Yeah, I've struggled with that since I was a child. Get. So true. I'm telling you, I don't want to sit here and like rehash our childhood, but there's something stuck in our childhood. At least we know it. And I don't need to spend hours on a couch. I just got to go to my father who was there, the heavenly father who was there when I had that neglected moment, the moment that I wasn't protected, the moment that um, I felt like exposed and and completely not protected. Like that's something I'm going to need to go back because it's triggering my needs in other places and then actually affecting uh, unhealthy wants in my life. I'll, wants are things you're just going to do because you don't feel like your needs are getting met. If your needs don't get met, you're going to want weird things. If your needs are all... If you know where your needs are met in, you won't want weird wandering heart things. Amen. <sighs> yeah, Father, we thank you so much for... <laughs> how much you've simplified our needs lord and how you don't complicate life for us god thank you that your uh, yoke is easy and your burden is light thank you that you love for us to be a people of rest a people who inherit through a promise not through uh, the sweat of their brow god i thank you that you partner with us thank you that you love to walk with us run with us sit with us god there is movement in the kingdom god And we right now declare in your name, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord, that you are making all things new, that minds are being renewed and bodies are being strengthened, backs are being made upright, God, and that you're putting minds back together in a peace and a shalom. Wherever the enemy is tormented, in Jesus' name, he leaves right now. So in mental disorders, Right now, God, for the person that feels under the haze, like there's no hope, in Jesus' name we speak hope, God. We pray, we just pray that they'd have a vision right now, Lord, that you would give, like, part the clouds, that they would see the silver lining and see hope and start moving in that direction, God. Yeah, we pray for the accusations, people that have been told things that just are not true. We break lies in Jesus' name. And how lies have affected, God, our our guts um that colitis thing father in jesus name colitis inflammation swelling in the gut where the parasites have have nestled in and gotten warm and comfy right now you have an eviction notice in jesus name you're to leave the bodies leave the bodies of the ears that hear this right now if you're hearing this and this is you like claim in jesus name in jesus name We are saved by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, God. And we know testimony begets more testimony, more stories of what you do, Lord. Thank you that you're calling us back to a faith like a child, that our resources, our security, our rights, uh, all the ways that we've tried to protect our hearts are not working for us, God. And our bodies are hurting because of it, Lord. So I ask for freedom and mobility back in spines, in any way where spine you have like a low back c4 like a fusion god ask for mobility return right now and if any of this any of you are hearing this i ask that you start moving your back in faith that god you would loosen backs that you would loosen um, any stuck places knees arthritis fibromyalgia where we feel swollen and stuck in jesus name cool us god cool us with your healing words you love You love us, and you love to love us this way. Yeah. More healing, God. More, more, more. We can't get enough of you. We want more. We want more. So just come into our hearts. God, I pray that your word would become alive, that we would hunger for it. We would want to read it. I pray that it would have a deeper meaning, a more personal, intimate touch to our hearts than just head knowledge. God, where the information is floating around in our head, We ask there would be clarity and clear out what doesn't belong and embed in us now what needs to be there, that we belong to you, that we are your chosen child, that you have designed us perfectly and wonderfully. You have longed for us, for every part of our creation, from the color to the cells that we have, God, everything about us excites you. You love looking and seeing us look at you, God. I pray for identity to restore, esteem to restore, God. Whoever doesn't trust that you are their strong tower, God, show them how mighty you are to save, that you are a strong, strong tower, and we can trust you with all the places, Lord, where we think we need rights, where we have to be heard, or where we have to be seen, or where... God, in just such a climate right now, especially today, God, that we would just be people of peace, but not a sedative peace, but a peace that is rooted in power and steadfastness and certainty that God is on the throne and that we get to be a part of whatever plans you have, that there are no problems in the kingdom, only endless possibility. So I speak possibilities over bodies. I speak possibility over minds. I speak possibilities over broken hearts, God, where hearts feel broken, like they cannot even have a thought of kindness or love or courage, God. Revive hearts. Revive, God. Big heartbeats right now. That even heart rates would pick up and, and they'd feel that this, the flutter in their heart, Lord. That you're reviving them. Yeah. Thank you, God, that your word says, Do not fear. Trust in God and trust also in me. Thank you, God, that your word says that a hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desires fulfilled are a tree of life. Thank you that you call us your desire and we are your tree of life. And God, where we go, there is life. More and more life in us and through us, God. Thank you that our fullness of life is found in you. John 10, 10, found in you. So more living water in your people, God. Heal your people. Fill them with cooling water Heal them, backs, knees, bones, hands, feet that are stiff and stuck. There's just a lot of stuck. That's all I keep getting is that people are really stuck. They feel stuck. God, whatever, even in the uh, digestion process, something's stuck. God, remove the barriers. Remove them. In Jesus' name, amen.